sake of the people of the world. There is one man here on earth who will never kneel before you. Who is this imbecile? Where is he? I wish I knew. Oh, God. Zod. See, this, this is high five, okay? High fidelity. You know what that means? That means this is the highest quality Fidelity, high five. Those are two very important things to have in the steering system. What's the price? For the I have this very unit in my home. Really? Yes, I do. But of course, I got to modify with the TK421, which uh, kicks it up another, I don't know, maybe three or four um, quads per channel. You know, but that's that's really that's technical talk. That doesn't really concern you. Still a little uncertain, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what you need? You need a test drive. That's what you need. You need a test drive. I mean, it's one thing to hear it from Buck's mouth. It's another thing to hear it from the TK421. So let me just pop in this A-track, and you just give a listen. Tell me what you think, okay? I came to visit Cause you see me like a UFO That's like never And you made me lose my self-control, my self-control Keep a place for me, for me I'll sleep between y'all, it's nothing Keep a place for me Stuff that 
some music up in here man these transitions in this studio this studio is like 7,000 degrees right now but i'm here doing it today's a big day rise and shine i didn't even do the intro like i usually do here we go let's do this From the Winslow T. Broadcast booth in eh, hazy, kind of drizzly Bushwick, Brooklyn, I'm John Reed, also known as Banana Daniels. That's my new nickname. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, man. Come on, man. It's not a joke, man. It's like Biden. I'm serious, man. Cancer is serious. I'm not joking. How about that mashup? So we're doing a we're doing a top ten show, but you think I'm gonna just come in here and and uh, just do like all uh, all pre canned thing? No. You remember like back in the day watching your sitcoms, and you'd you'd they'd like be sitting around the living room and be like, oh, I remember that, and then they'd throw to a clip, and you'd be like, oh, I thought this was a new one. They're just doing like a compilation got Rudy on the couch with some memories about Cockroach and Theo you're like what's I thought we were getting some new content here well that was your new content a new mashup what'd we hear we heard from Frank Ocean I'm in my uh, running tradition of erasing Kanye from his own songs that was New Slaves but just the end part with Frank did that with Cameron and gone earlier this year we heard Neil before Zod from Superman 3 we heard you're crazy from Darjeeling Limited I might do a whole show on that movie we heard from Buck from Boogie Nights you get about four quads per channel but that's 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 technical talk that doesn't concern you we heard a, in the background of Buck talking, we heard 
John Frusciante playing his Under the Bridge. That was a, I found a recording of just his guitar part. How cool is that? Then we heard, again from Frank Ocean, self-control, like second half of the song. Song he did with James Blake. And I think I've talked about how I met James Blake, how I was living in London and dating a woman. This was before my wife, okay? Um, I was dating a woman and her brother's best friend was this this guy James. He'd always be around on the couch watching telly. And that was James Blake. I'm not kidding. This was like 12 years ago. And my girlfriend at the time was like, I don't like James. He's always around eating our food, watching our telly. And then he became James Blake. How cool is that? So this is Radio Free Brooklyn. Is it Brooklyn or Brooklyn? I never, never, I think it's Brooklyn. Um, shout out to England. I like how uh, America's not the only country, or the United States, sorry, is not the only country that elects buffoons because of our own racism. Great, guys. I'm glad you guys are destroying your future because you're afraid of immigrants. Just like us. Our special relationship, right? Okay, I got to get to the, the, the thing, but I just did want to fill you guys in on my neighbor drama. She's still playing her music, but after the show... So I have this neighbor. She's every every night or every other night. Boom, 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 boom. Like at four in the morning, right? We finally, after I talked to you guys on Saturday, we we're going to go to Macy's to get a couch. Yes, we went to Macy's on, you know, in December, 34th Street. So my mom, as my mom says, it was a mob scene. But anyway, before we went to Macy's, we rang this lady's doorbell. And we didn't think she was going to answer. And I don't think she would have answered. But just as we knock on the doorbell, around the hallway corner comes a delivery guy with some food for her. So she opens the door. She thinks we're the delivery people. She wouldn't have opened it otherwise, but she was getting her enchiladas. We told her. You know, it's thin walls. We'd really appreciate it if you kept the music low. No, we said off. I was going to say low. My wife said, no, you need to tell her off. Because if you say low, she's, you know. Turn the music off after 10 on the weekdays, 11 on the weekends. We're not monsters. That's reasonable, right? But boy, does it continue. She's playing her music till 4 in the morning last night. Have to, have to uh, go uh, get all Tupac on her. I've been listening to the the uh, Slow Burn podcast about Biggie and Tupac. Man, we are in, in Brooklyn, and apropos of that, I definitely am on Team Biggie, man. So if you some of this stuff about Tupac, stuff he was he was pulling. He'd definitely be me too these days. 
with the Faith Evans stuff. Sick. Biggie all the way. All right. So let's let's get to the this thing we're doing here. All right, I got to gather my thoughts. This is Bremer and the Coy. Bremer and the Coy? Bremer and McCoy in the background. Let's vibe out to this for a second while I collect my thoughts. So, top 10 moments. And and as I posted on Instagram, this is kind of obviously inspired by David Letterman, who, you know, if you're younger, David Letterman just kind of seemed like a, what, what would be the word? Just inconsequential. But man, when I was like real young, I don't know when I started watching David Letterman, like I was nine or 10. So it was like 89, 90. He's weird. He was weird, and it had this vibe of, you know, I was in Norfolk, Virginia, and I was fantasizing about New York. I hadn't yet been there. But it was this, that, and like the Muppets, Take Manhattan, and Ghostbusters, that was New York to me. So I was always so excited to watch Dave Letterman. And so this is kind of an homage to to Dave with his weird beard now. I don't need to hear from him anymore. That's a step aside, bro. Right? Okay, anyway. In coming in at number 10, I should have, oh man, I should have had like, done like number 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Uh, March Sadness. This, so I started the show in March and I did March Sadness. Um, and we had some contributions. I told the story. So this basically the idea. This is like March madness, but I did March sadness, a competition of the saddest moments of of your life. Um and I told the uh let's see who was in my bracket. In my bracket was the first time I told my mom I hated her because she wouldn't buy me a, a the book of that dog spot in the bookstore. Um let's see I had this this memory of losing a frog when I was three or four, and I there's pictures of me crying. I was so excited I had this frog. My sister going off to college. My dog dying. Uh, watching E.T. in the theater, and I was uh, inconsolably crying. My mom had to take me out of the theater. Reading Old Yeller. But then I realized, you know, you would you would think in that list... Uh, obviously my dog dying would win, but there's a difference between sad memories and sadness, right? So like when I think about my, that frog escaping, that makes me the saddest now. That's the saddest memory. I think about my, I was very sad when my dog died, but that was then. It's not that sad of a memory for me now. Um, 
So maybe we'll do March Sadness next next year, and uh, we'll get more audience participation as our the, our legions of fans grow. I am Legion. Um, okay. Now, that's kind of weird to start off with a thing I did. I should have started off with <laughs> something uh, a, an audience uh, or a caller did. But here's a caller, number nine. Number nine is uh, from our freestyle show. This was season two, episode 11. We did a show that was all freestyle, and Kent Korn uh, hung around the studio and also uh, Amanda from um, Crime Talk BK dropped in. It was great. Uh, no notes, no production, no pre-production, just freestyle. And we got a call. I was t- we were talking a lot about Facebook, and we got a call from a Facebook bot. And uh, let's let's uh, let's hear this one. Oh, we got a call, South Carolina. Is this a, hello? John, John, this is John, this is John Zuckerberg bot from Facebook. And I want <laughs> you to know that I'm here at the Facebook factory, and I love it here. And Mark Zuckerberg treats me so well. I get plenty of bathroom breaks, and I'm going to get a lunch break later. And he he wants me to tell you how much we appreciate your business at Facebook, and we appreciate all of our billions of friends. Oh, so there was I guess you guys were listening when I said I was thinking about. Maybe canceling my, deleting my account, and so I shouldn't do that. John, we listen to all our Facebook friends 24 hours a day. I'm listening to all the Facebook friends right now in the Facebook warehouse, and we don't want you to delete your Facebook account because we care about you so much, just like we care about all of our Facebook friends all over the world. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of voices. Yeah. How do you, how do you sift through all those, all those voices? Are you sure that in your head? I really enjoy. I really enjoy sifting through all the voices here at Facebook. I really enjoy my job because Facebook treats me so well. Okay, are you the guy that came up with those uh, the emoji books where it's like yay and there's all these emojis floating around and it has like a picture of me and my mom and then like <laughs> one other picture. Happy friend anniversary. Friend anniversary. I think that work is genius. You're doing. Thank you. On behalf of the entire emoji team at Facebook. We appreciate your compliments. Uh, as long as I have you on the line, I'm interested. I don't. I'm. I was gonna say I don't know if you heard me talking about this, but obviously, uh, you did. We hear everything, John. Yeah, we hear everything. So, can you speak to why, in the past six weeks, maybe anything that I post is getting kind of zero engagements? Um, it seems like this really quick drop off has happened. Well, John, at Facebook, we are always optimizing all our optimizations to provide the most optimal user experience possible so that we can fulfill our mission of creating meaningful connections among our social networks across the world. And we are in the process of optimizing those social connections so you can have a more optimal experience. I think that's a direct quote from Zuckerberg's testimony. Yeah. That, was that just off the top of your head? No, Zuckerberg paid me to say that, but he pays me well and treats me well, so I love okay. So that was that was that. I I'm realizing I gotta put on the gas up in here, not, you know, I mean step on the gas. You know what I mean? Okay. So that that was number nine. Uh, thank you to the Zuckbot calling in. Um, all right. 
Number eight. Uh, walk on deep dive. So uh, there was a bunch of articles about which um, your headphones work now. Try them now. We got a I got a intern in here. Finally. No, not an intern. Somebody's shadowing me. Um, OK, so all these people were talking about. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, all these people were talking about what, what are the different candidates walk on music, right? And so we we did a fun thing on the show. Uh, didn't quite go as planned. Uh, a deep dive into different uh, Democratic candidates walk on music. And this is from uh, episode one, uh, season one, episode 16, dialectic show. And I think Dr. Dad's on this call too. Walk on music. Uh, Dr. Dad, this this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to play some of the candidates' walk-on music real quick. You ready for this? Okay, so, um, all right. First first candidates' walk-on music. This is um, this is Elizabeth Warren. Uh, just just check this out. This is, this is her uh, walk-on music. Let me get this queued up here. Uh, this is what you hear when Elizabeth Warren comes up. Nope. I don't know. Wait, hold on. I don't know what this is. That's that was that was uh, Slayer. That is not uh, show. So uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Dad. That it's supposed to be Dolly Parton nine to five. Uh, that's that's fun. Uh, I'm sorry. That was not the right clip. I don't. I can't actually find her correct walk on music. But th- this is this is fun though. Uh, Cory Booker. Uh, we all know Cory Booker, uh, former mayor of Newark. Uh, when. Cory Booker uh, takes the stage. This is what we hear. Uh, check this out, Dr. Dad. No, that's the Let's Go Mets. Sorry, that's supposed to be uh, Bill Withers' Lovely Day. I don't know what I mislabeled these uh, these here. All right, let's just keep it going because we don't have a lot of time. Bernie Sanders. This is this is really funny. Uh what Bernie plays when he comes up. This is this is funny. A uh, great song. Um, Again, I pray for the president no, of the United States. I wish that is that is. Uh, sorry, doctor. That's supposed to be "Power to the People" by John Lennon. That was actually uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, all right, Kamala Harris. What do you what do you hear when Kamala takes the stage? Uh, I know you're waiting to hear it. Here we go. I want us to be completely open and say yes no. to everything. God, that's that's sorry, Doctor Dad. That's uh, that's Owen Wilson from uh, Darjeeling Limited. That's she actually goes up to Mary J. Blige. Work that uh, last one. Pete Buttigieg. Everybody loves uh, Mayor Pete. When uh, Mayor Pete walks up, you hear uh, you hear this. What? No. God. That's the what in the crap. I so it's supposed to be bachelor. Bachelor. I don't know who bachelor is, but uh, that's what you're supposed to hear when Mayor Pete walks up. Uh, never giving up. Um, all right. Well, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but uh, still fun nonetheless. Um, Doctor Dad, what's going on? Yeah. Wow. That was that was really fun. Uh, all right. Sometimes you gotta just make make lemonade, right? Okay, so coming in at number seven, uh, from the episode called Coco Pele, the trickster of the Southwest, um, 
this was season one, episode nine for people uh, taking score at home. You can actually use one of the the baseball scorecards for this. It works really well. But you, I guess you have your DH is number 10. I'm not sure how you do it. This was uh, somebody thinking that they were calling the Spotify customer service line. And we ended up getting into a fun conversation. Uh, let's, let's check out number seven. Number seven. Oh, we got another phone call. Race to the bottom. Uh, yeah, is this tech support? Uh, no, uh, this is race to the bottom. Uh, who is this? Uh, this is Henry. Henry, you're uh, you're trying to call tech support. Yeah. What do you need? Uh, Spotify tech support. Spotify tech support. Uh, no, yeah. I, th- I this is uh, this is a radio show, but I I use Spotify. I could maybe help you out. What do you What do you need? I, um, I need help with the algorithm. Okay, yeah, I've I've noticed uh, the the algorithm is sometimes a little wonky. What what's your issue? Basically, um, it's like eighteen to to twenty years behind. Mm, a lot of a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Um. A uh, lot of G love and special sauce. Mm, yeah, yeah. I guess that would be um, eighteen to twenty. Years. I, yeah, uh, I guess Fleetwood Mac would be like forty years behind. Yeah, G love. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're sure you can do this? I, I mean, I can kind of prep you maybe for the when you actually do reach tech support. I could kind of set you up. Okay. Okay. So because- what? Are, pretend I'm tech support. Tell me. Like what? What would you say to me? Well, because I, you know, my 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 kid wanted me to get on Spotify. Yeah, because we got you know we got the internet. Good. And I was on Facebook, but my kid said I needed to get on Spotify. Yeah. And I wanted you know I wanted to learn what the kids listen to these days because I like to keep up. Right. Mm-hmm, me too. So I'm I'm using Spotify and I'm you know and I listen to the music, but then, like, it's identify it. It's done. A, I'll give them credit. They they've done a good job of identifying me, but they've identified me like in the in the five years after I graduated from college. <laughs> I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So then you yeah. Then you go to like your younger, your kid or, or to someone younger and you say, Oh, I know what you're listening to. You're listening to, uh, to, uh, Black Star, Most F and Talib Kweli, right? And they're like, now, What is on. that? Come on, buddy. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I know the kids aren't listening to, you know, Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not, see, that's what I'm, that's, I don't want to make a fool of myself. I think, you know, I teach, um, I happen to teach middle school in the Bronx and, uh, they, I do know that they like this guy called NBA young boy. And they also, Uh and they also like this guy called a boogie with a hoodie. But see, here's the thing that I don't understand. Yeah. Like if, if Spotify is, is basing, what 
they recommend to me mm-hmm. off of what I already play. And what I already play is what I already know. Aren't they just going to recommend things to me that I already know? It's like a feedback. It's like how the news is these days, where it's like... It's ex- yeah. yeah. Except, yeah, except exactly. the YouTube still thinks I want to watch Joe Rogan uh, clips, which I don't know. That some They must have like a, a Joe Rogan deal. But other than that, yeah. All right. Interesting stuff there. Spot, but I don't know if that guy ended up ever reaching Spotify or whether I kind of talked him down from the ledge, the proverbial ledge. So uh, coming in at number six, I turned 40 this year, and this was um, off the episode Turning 40, entitled Turning 40. No, the episode was called This is 40. And it's a season two, episode five. Um, and these are these there's just my kind of my thoughts on uh, turning forty and a particular song that you guys might be familiar with by Lionel Richie. So guys, bring down Bremer and McCoy. I'm turning forty. By the next show, I will be forty years old. And I just wanted to reflect on that it makes it's making me feel really mortal to be 40 to be turning 40 there's something cushiony about being 30 years old even if you're 39 and 362 days or whatever but it made me um this milestone made me reflect on um uh, when i was a, a young lad and it was my dad's 40th birthday party and uh we had they had a bunch of people over uh for his 40th birthday and i i think i remember that they there were like black balloons that set over the hill um i think that was for his party the balloons part but i know that there were a ton of people at the i think it was the first like big party that i'd ever been to or been at um and um my uh, I, I had a blast. I, you know, I was like four or five years old and, um, I was running all around the place. And this song, I remember distinctly coming on the stereo. It's Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. And if uh, you're watching the video like I am right now, you see that Lionel Richie is uh, climbing up the wall. And uh, I I can only assume that this is um, in (laughs) uh, accomplished through special effects. I don't think Lionel Richie actually had this talent for dancing on the ceiling in this way. But man, did I want to do this. And Dancing on the Ceiling came on the radio. Uh, a bunch of adults 
like a lot of my life, I was the only kid and surrounded by a bunch of adults. And if I didn't try to dance on the ceiling, started putting one foot up on the side of the wall. And now in the video, <laughs> uh, Lionel Richie's helping his bandmates and some other party goers up onto the wall. And now they're on the ceiling dancing. And this is this is what I wanted to happen at this party. But you know what? It's there's there's just some realities about life. We can't. Uh, uh, one of them is gravity, and there's the gravity of age, which gets us all. I remember this moment so well. Thirty five, thirty six years ago. And uh, and now and now I'm I'm the guy having the party. Don't have a kid yet to to dance on the ceiling, but uh, maybe I'll try tonight. One more time for good measure, right? <sighs> All right, so we're through six. We're about to get into top five. And this is my buddy Tom Demena from You Know Me, My Devil Says, his his record. We interviewed him, and I, this will kind of segue me into my honorable mentions. Get Knock these out real quick. One of them was uh, was my my talk with Tom Demena, which was on season two, episode thirteen, episode called Squelch. Um, we talked about his new record. Uh, it was good stuff. It's an amazing record. Ch- check him out. You know me. My devil says Tom Demena. Um, I also, as far as musical inter- interviews, I also talked to John Scales, Jonathan Scales who recently moved to Brooklyn, uh, the Steel Pan Wonderkind. Uh, we interviewed him about his uh, new record, Mind State Music, which is excellent. He's going to be on um, Tiny Desk uh, soon, and he is a he is a, an amazing um, composer. And he I interviewed him on Season 2, Episode 7, Compositions Are Planets was the name of that episode because he he referred to his compositions as being their own planets with their own um, kind of rules of gravity and science um, check that one out I have that up on my SoundCloud if you want to check that check that puppy out um, also I, I did a whole episode on the movie Adaptation which was uh, the most downloaded episode of the year um, earlier in the year, we had um, a guy named, was it Bob Cruller, uh, calling in with the Cruller Report. He's an ex-cop calling in uh, about the different crawlers and donuts throughout New York City. Uh, sounded a lot like the Mueller Report. I don't know if he was aware of that. 
Also, honorable mention, the mashups. Uh, as you heard at the beginning of the show, I do a mashup basically every every show, sometimes two for the price of one. And I didn't play, you know, I'm not going to delve too much into the mashups today, but I am going to do a whole show of mashups um, in two weeks. Next week is the Holiday Spectacular. Get ready for that. And then the mashup show uh, for those of you who are keeping score. Um, also, we had a great call from a guy named Doug Dakota recently that um, he wanted advice about how to deal with his his brother who takes jokes way too far. Thanks to Doug Dakota from Chicago calling in, and his I think his his brother in law's name was Terry Brickshaw, if I remember correctly. Um, and and then my buddy Chris Mata. I hope Chris uh, continues to call in. He had a great call. Um, in my previous life, I was a chef and my buddy Chris, uh, called in, we talked about food and that definitely, uh, deserves an honorable mention. Um, so let's, let's keep this rolling, except we got to do a little housekeeping real quick. Um, a lot of people asking different questions about, about, uh, about things that, you know, dealing with the show, and this should answer all your questions. Hold your questions till the end, please. Uh, listen to this and see if you still have any questions. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible. Oh, let me give you a warning. Okay? That's Steve Martin. Okay. Here we go, guys. Let's keep this rolling. Top five. Top five. Um, all right. Uh, coming in at number five, and I'm going to have to truncate these a little bit. This was from um, the very first episode of the show. Episode one. Um, and this was from uh, uh, a man named Cheryl. I think it was I'm uh, gender fluid. I'm not sure. Uh but uh, Cheryl called in, and uh, Cheryl's daughter was one of the people in this uh, viral video that challenged Diane, Diane Feinstein to support the Green New Deal. Let's, let's listen to this call. Hello? 
There we go. Put this on the Race to the Bottom Facebook page, which would love for you to join the, the conversation, the lively conversation we have going there. But um, do you see this Diane Feinstein, Feinstein, Superman? Did you see how these climate activist kids came and bum rushed her her office and tried to get her to support the Green New Deal, and she grandsplained them? That's my contribution to society is coming up with grandsplain, but yeah, she people said she was kind of dismissive and told these kids why she couldn't couldn't support the the Green New Deal. Um, I think we might have a call a caller who was involved peripherally in that uh, whole shindig. Race to the bottom. Uh, hi. Hi. Um, yeah. So, um, caller? Uh, yes, it's Cheryl. Hi, Sh- Cheryl? Yes, Cheryl. Hi, hi, Cheryl. So, um, I was told by my, uh, producer that you, you might call, uh, you're looking for an, an outlet to talk about, uh, what happened, uh, at, um, Senator Feinstein's office. Is it Feinstein or Feinstein? Do you know that? You know, I really don't have any kind words for her. The word I would like to say for her does start with the letter F, but uh, we'll just call her Senator F in my house. Okay, Senator F in, in your house. Um, yes. Uh, so, so can you tell me a little bit about uh about your how you were involved in in this situation so i i guess what one of your uh your your kids was 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 one of those cute kids that were trying to convince her of the gravity of the green new deal exactly so we went to senator Ebb's office uh with a very simple mission we wanted to have her sign on to the letter that our children had written on a scroll uh, of sorts, and she would give us neither hair nor hide uh, to listen to the to the children's concerns. Yeah, I, I saw that. She was kind of, she said, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I know it can pass. Right? So... Yeah, yes, I, I'm just still recovering from the emotional charge of it. Uh, our group, uh, the Sunrise Movement, uh, and I mean, even the name sounds hopeful, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Well, not the Senator F. Uh, she cut us off. Uh, we let the children try to speak their piece. It's basically like, like, she, like they wanted to say the ABCs, and it's like she wouldn't let them get past J. You, you, you see what I mean? I do, yes, uh, and and I I know that there was the the kind of scroll as you described it that um, you uh, your 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 children wanted to read out to her, and she said, "I I know uh, I know how to read. I don't need you to read that to me." She said that doesn't Correct. work for me. Right, and and you know what? Actually, could you play the full fifteen minute video in the remainder of your show? Is that possible? 
Uh, you know, maybe on my old show I would do that, but this is a just an hour long show. I I don't think I have time to play the the whole uh, fifteen minute video. Um, we can just kind of summarize it. Uh, you know, the problem with the summary is people don't know the full context. They can't, uh, hear the ambient noise of the, the, the receptionist who kept picking up the phone and they can't hear the dot matrix printer and children are going to die if you don't play the full 15 minutes. Wow. Oh, okay. I think that that's, that's a little <laughs> strange. Oh um, man. I wish I had time to play that whole thing. That was Cheryl. Uh, that was an unbelievable way to start the, the, Incarnation of Race to the Bottom on Radio Free Brooklyn. Brooklyn? I really don't know which one it is now. Um, yeah. Okay. Number three is uh, Kevin from the Mets sales office giving me the hard sale on season tickets. This is from season two, episode nine. Um, and this one's called, uh, the uh, this episode was called Some Kind of Force Beyond Humanity. Let's... Let's take a listen to uh, to this to this puppy. So, are you guys watching the baseball? I'm not really. Well, I'll watch the Yankees tonight. But you know, as as we know on this show, I'm a I'm a Mets fan, and they are out of it. But they have already started calling me about next year these these people in the in the sales office they want me to buy they want me to buy season tickets so badly and they are relentless they're they call me it feels like every day just in asking like a lot of questions with that we got a phone call Hey, John. Uh, yeah, really? John? Yes, hi. Hi, this is Keith Delacorte, Mets Organization. How you doing? Are you... Are you serious? Just following up on 2020, John, we're really excited about next year. As you know, we were, I don't know, three games away from the wild card spot. And, uh, boy, we got a good feeling about next year. We want you to be a part of it. How, how did you get this number? Um, is this John Reed? Yes, it is. This is my this is my radio show. You've, I mean, you've I been. I got you down as per Social Security. Oh four one. Oh yeah. Okay. Five, Can five, you not six, read seven, that? Six, Can you not? How did you get and my? I've, I've got. Listen, I've got great news. I mean, I, I'm calling because we can offer you. You you are still a Queens resident. Yes, I don't. I we don't know how you know you. A season pass for our city tours. That's non-game day access to all amenities, all features of the ballpark. You and are you heterosexual? Yeah, I'm surprised you don't didn't know that I'm heterosexual. You and whoever you would like. Yes, yeah, so bring. I guess I should just tell you my wife's name because I'm. Do you have her social? 
No, actually, if you want to go ahead and give me that, I'll, I'm I'll kidding. Down down how do you know, how do you know all this stuff about me? How did you find me on my radio? Oh yes, man, that was a crazy call. You know what we? You know what I did? Speaking of crazy, we skipped number four. Number four uh, from season two, episode two. The episode called "Is Gum Food." Uh, I was talking about the pros and cons of dunking your breakfast breads into your hot breakfast beverage. That's hard to say. Um, and it was a great call from Dr. Dad. Um, you're going to just have to imagine how great of a call that was. Basically talking about the politics of dunking something into a hot beverage and how you have some particulate matter that gets into your, into your drink. It was good. It was, I promise. But we have 11 minutes left and I, we need to, uh, we need to make this happen. So in number two place a couple minutes of this this was from season one episode 18 tweet storm uh the tweet storm episode um and this is cancel clinton this was hashtag cancel clinton where it all started um you know as as you know i i do a politics checkup for each show sponsored by johnny's automotive and this was this was me uh going off at at my best about politics. This was right after the Jeffrey Epstein thing broke, and uh, just get a sample of my my political hot hot political takes with this one. Number two, cancel Clinton. Hold on, turn this up. Got to turn it up, man. Like clockwork, R.J. Miller's Ronald Rhythm, Ronald's Rhythm album in the background, the track, Sunny Cove. Thank you, as always, to Johnny's Automotive. This is the political checkup, because with a name like Reed, I know how to read a good deal. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive to get the job done right the first time, where they check it and fix it, and then check it again. So... Yeah, I'm going to get political like that guy, Alf Sharpton. You remember Alf? Um, so here's my headline, which I feel like should be everybody's headline, aside from what I was talking about earlier with these ice raids. Did you know that during the 2016 election, a 13-year-old girl alleged that she was raped by Omelette Bar at Epstein's house? This guy, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, that's in the news. She then dropped the charges after she began to receive numerous death threats. Just let that sink in. I know uh, in the age of Me Too, we're supposed to believe the uh, victim, right? And Trump did... Omelette Bar did hang out with Epstein. And uh, I... There's no doubt in my mind that he could have done something. I mean, he does heinous things without even... He does them in their, in his sleep. So, um, and of course, Nancy Pelosi is not investigating that or the, the rape charge from the journalist. Um... E. Carroll, or whatever her name is. I don't mean to be dismissive. I just can't remember her name. Yeah. 
But you know what the, you know what people do? They bring up the Clinton straw man argument. Not that Clinton's a straw man. Uh, but they they say, you know, what about what about Bill? You're going to talk about Omelette Bar. What about Bill? There's reports that he uh, flew with with Epstein 24 times and went to like his private islands. Then he comes out. uh, uh, Every time I was with him, the Secret Service was there. And uh, it's, you know, I don't really talk to him anymore. Uh, But what about Clinton, right? And I think I've probably said this on the air. I know I've said it in my private life. It's time to sacrifice Bill Clinton to the gods. We, as a, you know, I'm speaking as a someone who identifies on uh, the left, or just, or I'm just speaking as a, a moral someone who tries. I'm, I don't wouldn't say I'm all that moral, but I try be a moral person gotta get you gotta get this Bill Clinton guy out of here man if we're gonna have any kind of moral high ground it's time to cut cut bait cancel cancel Clinton and there, there it is cancel Clinton from my lips to God's ears all right, now we're you it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Who made it? Number 1. Number 1. Man, I should have done a thing where I harmonized with myself like a barbershop quartet and do the number 1, number 2, etc. That's my bad. And for that I apologize. All right. Here's number 1. This is from episode 1. No. Season 1, episode 15, Prosaic. And this is a surreal call from your doctor, my dad, Dr. Dad. Check this out. Race to the bottom. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How how do you? Hello. Dr. Dad, why don't you just say what you want to say? Can't hear you. Uh, Can you hear the radio? Just uh, give give us a little spiel. um, I'll, okay, I'll say what I want to say. Um, my main worry politically is that we're going to start a war with Iran. I've got a friend who grew, uh, grew up there um, and then moved here and became a psychiatrist. Well, he, she's got family over there. So the last thing I want to happen is uh, that Trump, uh, uh, Amla Bar, I mean, uh, would start a war. So I, I wrote a letter to uh, our senator saying, hey, come on, uh, reclaim the the truth that only Congress should be able to start wars. And uh, so that's my little uh, effort I've made to try to keep it a peaceful world and protect my uh, <laughs> the family of my uh, f- friend. How do we slow the roll? It seems like it keeps happening. Uh, how do we slow the roll towards war, Dr. Dad? Dr. Dad? This is, they got to get these phones fixed. I like this. I can hear my, my echo in there. Dr. Dad? I like this. I can hear my, my echo in there. Dr. Dad? 
Dr. Dad? Dr. Dad? Dr. Dad? <laughs> this is awesome. Dr. Dad? This is good radio. Dr. Dad? Dr. Dad? This is a very abstract ending to the show. We've got Crime Talk BK coming up next. Um, or if you're listening on on uh, Friday. Well, Dr. Dad, keep talking until the end of the uh, end of the show. And then we'll we'll just go to Crime Talk BK. Just fill it in. Oh man, what a what a way to end it! So that was the top ten moments of the show thus far, and the uh, we're gonna ride out with Jonathan Scales off of Mind State Music. This is the Mud. Next week, Holiday Spectacular. With just like I said in that clip, Crime Talk BK is next. Or if you're listening to this as a repeat. Uh, on Friday, it is uh, Brooklyn Bandstand um, coming up right at you. We got a whole nother year of surprises. Thanks for listening. Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom.